Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. So this is going to be an entire series on mental emotional first aid. So today I'm just going to be talking about habits, how habits are formed, more specifically connecting that to habitual thinking, habitual emotions, things that we often feel trapped in, stuck by, that we don't feel like we're able to um, shift out of. Um, I really want you to be empowered to walk in your fullness, your God design, your ability to think how God has designed you to think, your ability to um, feel how God has designed you to feel, and walk in the fullness of victory that God has given to you. So this comes out of my book, Enforcing You. If you have not read my book, Enforcing You, I would highly recommend that you get a copy of it because it's going to break down all of the steps that I'm going to be walking you through over these next couple of episodes. But for this series, I want you to know that this is going to be a little interactive. Um, So I don't want to just speak to you. I don't want to just give you information. Actually, I want to walk with you through some deep thinking, um, becoming more self-aware. Self-awareness is one of the number one predictors of overall success. So I want to teach you how to become more self-aware throughout this entire series. But again, today we're going to be talking about habits and how habits are formed. One of the first steps to um, ministering mental and emotional first aid to ourselves is being aware of some of the uh, things that trip us up. Um, And so we have to be willing to really take a good look at ourselves and be honest uh, with things that we think we know, but we don't know. Uh, Places where maybe we think we're walking in the fullness of health, but we're not. Um, And so we really want to be able to take some time to be honest with ourselves. So we're going to be doing a little bit of that today as well. So grab a paper, um, grab a pencil, grab a pen, whatever it is, um, and let's start talking about habits. Now, um, most of us know what habits are. Uh, They are um, patterns that are established through a repeated behavior. Um, But We're going to break that down in a minute. Technically, habit formation is the process by which a behavior through a particular repetition becomes automatic or habitual. A habit may initially be triggered by a goal or a stimulus, and I'm going to be talking to you about that. But over time, the goal or the stimulus becomes less necessary or we become less aware of the stimulus or the trigger or the goal. And the habit becomes what we call automatic. Um... What happens when we form habits in the brain is we establish what they call neural pathways in the brain. I remember when I was a kid and I would ride a bike and if your bike would get stuck in a divot in the road, how it would be hard to kind of get back up out of that divot. That's kind of what a neural pathway is like. Um, It's an actual rivet in your brain that is um, established through a a repeated behavior or a repeated thought or a repeated emotion. Um, and it establishes a path in your brain, which is called a neural pathway. But here's the crazy thing about neural pathways is the brain, what we don't realize this, is the brain is actually pretty lazy. Um, so the brain is uh, wants to expend as little energy as possible. And so the brain actually likes habits. Um, so because it doesn't require us to think, it doesn't require any well, we don't think it requires any mental and emotional energy. It's actually taking and sucking mental and emotional energy in a lot of ways, which we're going to talk about. But it doesn't require a lot of new energy because we don't think about it. 
we don't make intentional decisions about it, but rather they just become triggered um, reactions or triggered actions or triggered behaviors. Um, so let's let's break down uh, how a habit is formed. So a habit is formed through three steps. There's a triggered a trigger, a trigger or stimulus or a goal, um, and then there is an action, and then there is a response or an outcome. So there's a trigger or a stimulus. Um, sometimes they call it a goal, something that we're wanting to achieve or something that triggers it. Then we engage in an action, and then we have a response or an outcome. So this is important for us to understand um, because when we can begin to back up, we recognize a habit, when we can begin to back up and recognize what is the original trigger, that's the key to changing our habits. We really never can break a habit. What we do is we establish new habits. Um, that's why the Bible says, be not conformed any longer to the pattern that's been established, but instead be renewed by the transformation of your thinking and of your mind. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, first, understanding how a habit is formed so that we can begin in the next episode, how do we begin to change or reverse those habits? So a trigger, an action, um, and then we have a, a response or an outcome. So let me give you an example. Um, I feel tense, so I smoke a cigarette and then I feel relaxed. Um, I feel emotional pain, so I smoke weed um, and then I feel better. I feel overwhelmed, so I eat something carby. Um, and then uh, that serotonin is released in my brain and I feel relaxed and I feel calm. Um, I feel stressed, um, so I go for a walk. And the fresh air and the movement uh, just makes me feel calm and relaxed. Um, so I'm giving you some examples of, of habits, of things that we automatically do in response <clears throat> to a feeling or emotion. So what happens is trigger, action, reaction, or response or outcome. What happens is we lose this process. We have this space in between here between the trigger and the outcome. And we call that kind of the gap. That's the action. What happens is, is when I have a trigger and I immediately over time have an action that takes me to this next place of feeling better, I lose that gap in between there because it becomes a triggered reaction. So I uh, feel like a failure, I kick a wall. Um, and I lose that intentional processing of what is the action that I want to take in the middle here. And I begin to become a victim of triggered reaction, triggered emotion, triggered thoughts, uh, triggered behaviors. Um, <clears throat> this is what happened with Pavlo Pavlov's dog when they rang the bell and he immediately began to drool, even though he didn't have the action, he had the reaction. So this is how habits are formed. And so in order for us to change habits, more specifically, habitual thinking or habitual emotions, we have to intentionally widen that gap and decide to choose the action between the trigger and the response that I want. So if I'm feeling stressed, I want to feel relaxed. The problem is the action in the middle by which I get to that point of being relaxed. So remember my brain is lazy, so my brain's always gonna go back to what it thinks or what it has worked for it. So if I eat chocolate, I feel better. If I kick a wall, I feel better. If I go for a walk, I feel better. Whatever that action is, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, 
um, we have to be able to intentionally widen the gap and, and process the action that I want to take in order to change my habitual thinking and my habitual emotions. So before we go any further, I want you to um, take a moment and think about a habit that you have. Um, now it can be uh, it can be a habit like um, I have a habit of um, some people have a habit of brushing their teeth before they get in the shower, or some people have a habit of whatever. It can be whatever kind of habit. Um, but I want you to pause for a moment and I want you to think about a habit that you have. It doesn't have to be a bad habit. It doesn't have to be an emotional or a um, or a, a thought habit. It can be just a habit that you do every day without necessarily thinking about it. So take a moment. If you want to push pause, you can do that. Um, but I really want you to press into this moment and identify a couple of habits that you have. Okay, now if you would, um, write that habit in the comment. That'll help other people as they're watching this to kind of stimulate thoughts for them. Um, so let me give you another um let me, let me give you another uh, example of a re reaction or sometimes we call it a reward. So we again, we have this trigger or a stimulus, um, an action, and then we have the reaction response or the reward, the outcome. Um, so a lot of people will, uh, a lot of products will play on the reward in order to habitually get you to um, buy their product. So for example, toothpaste, I mentioned brushing your teeth earlier. Uh, there really is no purpose to the mint in the toothpaste other than it's the reward that keeps you wanting to brush your teeth every morning. So we brush our teeth, our teeth feel yucky, our mouth feels yucky, we have a yucky taste. We brush our teeth and, and they put mint in the product to give us a reward that our brain likes that keeps us habitually wanting to brush our teeth every day. Same thing with the suds that they put in shampoo. The suds are only put in there to make you feel, you have that reward of feeling like your hair is getting clean. So this is how, um, this is how producers of products actually play on habit, the reward that our brain is looking for um, to get you to continue to buy their product, okay? So mentally and emotionally, we are designed to walk in the reward of peace, to walk in the reward of calmness, to walk in the reward of lack of stress. Um, and so we'll do whatever it takes to get us there. And a lot of times the action that we engage in are not healthy actions, um, but because we're desperate for that reward, we keep engaging in that action. So we're gonna try and work through this series on uh, ministering mental and emotional health to ourselves by really taking a look at some of our habits and intentionally changing the action between the trigger, uh, which is the original emotion or the original thought, identifying the message behind it and changing the way we want to respond to that in order to get to the actual real reward. Because let's be honest, the reward that we get often is just temporary and it keeps us going back which is why we have to keep smoking a cigarette or keep smoking weed or keep eating chocolate or keep brushing our teeth, all of those things. And so it keeps us stuck in this cycle of keep keeping coming back, keeping coming back. But we want to walk in our fullness mentally and emotionally. So we're going to be talking about forming new habits um, and the intentionality that we have to engage in in forming new habits. So uh, think with me for a moment when, when you learned to drive, um, we had to think about everything, put your foot on the brake, turn the key, 
put your your hand on the gear shift, put it in reverse, check your rear view mirror. I'm teaching my daughter how to drive right now and I have to walk her through all of these steps. And so she has to be very intentional to process through as she is developing the habit of how to just start her car and back out of the driveway. Now you and I have been driving for years. We don't intentional process any of that. It has become a, ha a habit. It's just habitual thinking for us. We no longer even think about it. Um, and so we want healthy habitual thinking. We want to change some of those habitual thinkings of anxiety, habitual thinking of failure, habitual thinking of depression, habitual thinking of anger, all those things. We want all of those things to be shifted and reversed into the habitual thinking of Jesus Christ. Now the Bible says, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now a pattern is something that is established through repeated behaviors. We're talking about habits. And so we have repeated behaviors, repeated thought patterns, repeated emotions that we have struggled with through our entire life. And they have established a habit, a pattern, or what I call a blueprint that tries to define who we are and tries to navigate every interaction we have, whether you're at work or whether you're at play, this is the key to you beginning to walk in your fullness and not just enforcing who you are, but enforcing your purpose and what you do, influencing cultures around you. Your business will soar as you begin to become more adept at ministering mental and emotional health to yourself. Your relationships will soar as you become more adept at ministering mental and emotional um, first aid to yourself. But we have to start by understanding how habits are formed and our pattern, our power to break the patterns of existing habits. Now, again, I'm using all these practical habits to give you an example of how we have established mental and emotional habits. Um, and so we all have them. Uh, for me, when I'm feeling like a failure, when I'm feeling inferior, I notice that I begin to automatically, if I'm not intentional, my automatic go-to emotion is I feel depressed. I feel less than. Uh, for a lot of men, when they are struggling with feeling like a failure, they're feeling inferior, a lot of their go-to reactions, emotional reaction is anger. They become, they become very defensive. Um, they get aggressive. Um, a lot of times for women, we recluse. We, um, we kind of get into ourselves. Um, that is not always the case, but in general for males and females, that's how we respond. So I'm giving you examples of triggered emotional reactions. So this is just the very beginning of trying to lay the foundation of how we begin the process of ministering mental and emotional health to ourselves. The first step is we have to become aware of the blueprints that we have established in our life. So take a moment and think about mentally and emotionally, maybe a blueprint or a pattern that you have. Maybe you notice that you typically get angry at a particular time or space or with a particular person. Um, uh, and, and so you've become, um, so for some of us, we can be completely uh, in new patterns, new behaviors, but when we go back home and we face maybe relationships from our past, we notice old emotions, those triggered thoughts try to come back up. So we need to be able to recognize those. And we're gonna be talking about identifying core lies 
um, and how our emotions basically point us back to core lies. That's going to be in the next episode and how that is part of the process of changing and reversing the pattern of your habits and ministering mental and emotional first aid to yourself. So remember, we want to be transformed um, by the renewing of our mind. And that's what we're going to be doing here through these next couple of episodes. So the next episode, we're going to be talking about defining our emotions um, and how our emotions help us self-discover, how they um, speak something, they reveal something to us. Um, I know a lot of times we think uh, becoming emotionally aware, emotional intelligence is all about um, ignoring your emotions. That is not true at all. Emotional intelligence is actually a high awareness of your emotions and the ability to take hold of your emotions and navigate them instead of being navigated by them. So we're going to be talking about that in the next episode. In the meantime, check out some of my mirror talks on YouTube um, so that you can start becoming more adept on how to really start to change the way you view yourself, the way you talk to yourself, the way you minister to yourself, the power of the scripture to navigate us into declarations that are true about who we are. So because I want to walk with you through mental and emotional first aid, because remember, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.